0: Hello, this is Audrey Mack. The Word of God says in 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So I pray that this message be a blessing to you. Go deep into your heart to work divine transformation, both in you and through you. So get ready, open your heart, and be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A few weeks ago, I was in the of Beach, and um, I was, you know, going there just to see God and, and you know, and pray. And, and um, I was in a little hotel and they had like a jacuzzi. And I was, you know, I was in the jacuzzi and, and, and I got in there and there were two girls, you know, in the, in the hot tub. And you could tell they were drinking, smoking. And you could tell, I could just I knew, I just could tell they were just lesbians. And all of a sudden, it was just like God started to just deal with me about starting to talk to them. And so I was just really sweet to them and just kind of catered around a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I started to talk to them and share about God and about, you know, how much he loved them. And I asked really plainly asked them, do you know if you were to die? Do you know where you would go? Do you know where you would spend eternity? And we started to talk. I mean, and went on for a good 30 to 40 minutes and they were asking me questions and we were talking and I mean little the wisdom of God was just pouring out of my spirit. I was talking and it was like me sitting next to myself listening to myself talk to them. But all of a sudden uh, a, a couple came in and the, one of the guy you know, came and came in the tub and sat and, you know, he was kind of looking at us. And here I was, you know, totally with those two girls and talking. And all of a sudden the guy says, hey, I want to ask a question. And I said, sure. You know, smile at him. He says, um, enough about religion. Religion. I think you need to stop right now. He shocked me. And I said, excuse me? He said, I think you've been talking about religion enough. You need to stop now. And I looked at him, and all of a sudden, I looked and I said, excuse me, I said, I'm sorry, sir, but I can't. If you're asking me to stop talking about my God, I cannot. I said, I am, uh, I am sorry if what I'm saying is making you uncomfortable. I am sorry that if it's convicting you of your own spiritual condition, I'm sorry, I wish you didn't. But I cannot stop talking about my God because all is done for me. And then, you know, we went on and started to talk and, and talk about other things. And, you know, smile at the guy, you know, loved him. Goodbye. And then something from that time, started, something really started to stir in my spirit. And stir in my spirit. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost has just been dealing with me. About how, you know, all the way in the Bible, all in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, that how bold... People, the apostles and the disciples and the people were. You know, and all of a sudden he started to make me realize that the, the way things are, how the, I would call it the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of the world is trying to tell us be quiet. Don't say anything about God. Don't say the name of Jesus. Don't offend anybody. Because to tell you the truth, when that guy told me, Now you need to be quiet. Stop talking about religion. This is enough. Enough. Something in me was like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to be quiet. I don't want to offend him. You know what I'm saying? But all of a sudden, I realized, you know what? That is the spirit of antichrist. And all of a sudden, I realized that like many people, you know, I had allowed myself somehow to slip in that... Be quiet. Don't offend anybody. And, and let myself be molded and, and, and hushed down by that spirit of intimidation and that spirit of antichrist. And you know, everywhere I look in the Bible and I look at the, 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 every time something happened, signs and wonders, spirit of God moved. You know what? It was always preceded with boldness. People were bold. You know? And, and you know, even the passage in in Acts, you know, when the John and Peter were confronted to the Pharisees, you know, and here they had just laid hand on a man and got healed. And then the Pharisees arrested them and says, don't you speak on that name? They even couldn't say the name of Jesus. Don't you be speaking about that name? And then they send them out. And then you read in the Bible that they say that in, in, in Acts 4, that they went back to their own companions. And they reported the threats and everything, and they started to worship God. And then you know what they prayed? Let me, it's in Acts 4.29. I'm going to read it here. It says, And now, Lord, behold, they threatening. And grant unto your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. You know, today the world is trying to tell us, don't talk about God. You know, and I don't know about you, but I've heard a lot, you know, no, you have to be seekers friendly. You know, you've got, you can't really be talking about Jesus too much. You're going to be talking about God. You don't want to offend people. Oh, just, that's another good one. Just live your life. And they'll see. I am sorry, but everywhere I look in the Bible, Jesus is calling me to preach the gospel. He said he didn't say, go and live your life to all nations so that they will be saved and saved. You know, no, he says, go and preach the gospel. Everywhere you look, they say, and they preach Jesus unto them. How can they be saved unless they hear? How can they hear unless someone is sent? You know, all of a sudden, I mean, it caused me to reevaluate everything, you know, and all of a sudden I realized, you know what? I need to be bolder. I need to go and tell Jesus people about Jesus everywhere I go. And I don't care if it will make them un- uncomfortable. I don't care if it will offend them. You know, the Bible says that the name of Jesus and the gospel will be a stumbling block to those who perish. So I think, you know, we have become so complacent and so uncomfortable and so molded ourselves with the time. We're in, molded ourselves with everything. You know, we have called to change the world, but we are finding ourselves being changed by the world and adapting ourselves, coexisting in this world. Make it, yes, we we Christian, and we, but God is told us to be bold. Now, let me read you a few scriptures here about boldness. Now, just in the New Testament, there is like, Twenty-eight or twenty-nine scriptures about boldness. Well, first in Proverb twenty-one eight says the righteous are bold as a lion. In John sixteen thirty-eight forty it says, "Is this not he Jesus whom they seek to kill? But lo, he speaks boldly, and they say nothing to him." At four thirteen, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant, they marveled. Acts 9, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming in and out of Jerusalem, and he spoke boldly in the name of Jesus the Lord. Acts 14.3 says, therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord. And the Lord was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hand. In Acts 18, and Apollos began to speak boldly in the synagogue. In Acts 19.8, and Paul went into the synagogue and spoke boldly. In Philippians 1.14, and many of the brethren in the Lord having become confident of my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. In Philippians 1.20, it says according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but that with all boldness as always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body whether in life or death. First Thessalonians two two, but even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully treated at Philippi. As you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. Hallelujah! Time and time in the Word it says that they they spoke boldly. Now here is one; it's one of my favorite. It's in Ephesians six nineteen. Now, first of all, let's find, I, I want to find out what is boldness. If we are to speak boldly, what is boldness? Well, one thing it's not, it's not arrogance. And you know, most of people, when they say speak boldly, they have, mis- they have thought, you know, you've got to be arrogant and you've got to be harsh and brash. No, boldness is not arrogance or harshness. But this is what boldness is. Now, here is. A definition: It's freedom in speaking, unreservedness in speech, openly, frankly, without concealment or ambiguity, ambiguity, free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage and assurance. This is what boldness is. It's not being afraid to speak out. not being afraid being fearless of what people think or people will say. Is having a confidence, a cheerful courage and a confidence. Hallelujah. Now listen to this one. Ephesians six nineteen. And for me is Paul speaking that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador an ambassador in chain. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now what is Paul saying here? He said I, I ought to be bold and speak the word. Because I am an ambassador for Christ. Because I am an ambassador I will not be afraid to speak. And say and tell the truth. And preach the gospel to all those I come in contact with. Now. Now. Paul was saying, I am an ambassador. But you know the good news in 2 Corinthians 5.17? He says, for we are a new creation. And we have been given, we meaning you and I, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Ambassadors for Christ. Paul was an ambassador, but so are we. You see, when we said, Jesus, come into my heart. Something happened. We got enlisted as an ambassador. You know, many of us we live our life our life just we're just a Christian. I'm a Christian. I love God. But you know, God has appointed you as an ambassador. You know, every time I think of an ambassador, I think of T.L. Osborne. I don't know if you've ever seen the man, but when he walks in a the room, there is like a state presence. You know. We have been made ambassadors for Christ. I always remember, you know, I was in Albania one time, either Albania or India, but I was at the the, uh, airport, and, you know, all of a sudden I see that guy walk by. I mean, he went in front of everybody, and he went into that line, you know, cut in front of everybody, went into that line, they looked at his paper, gave him a big smile, go, and then there was a whole bunch of people waiting for him. And I noticed something really interesting about him. There was a presence about him. He didn't walk like, excuse me, where is the line for uh, the ambassadors? Oh, I hate to, but no, he walked with confidence, with assurance. He wasn't afraid. He walked in. He was an ambassador. And you know why? He was bold about it. He boldly walked to the counter and showed them his passport. They didn't even, they just looked. He walked in. Because he knew who he was. He knew who he's representing. He knew what he has and what belongs to him and what he can do. And you know us, we are ambassadors for Christ. And so many times we forget about it. You know, we have been, you know, the spirit of antichrist has made us ush up and quiet. You know why? Because we forget who we are. We forget we are ambassadors for Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says that God we did not choose God, but He chose us and appointed us to bear much fruit. Now, listen to this one in First Peter 2 9, it says we are a chosen generation, a holy priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation called to. Proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into this wonderful light. Now, this is what Jesus said in John 17. He says, They are not of this world, but they are in this world. Just as you have called me into this world, I have called them into this world. You know, when I looked about an ambassador, Now, what is an ambassador? Because we are all in this room. We are ambassadors. Bobby, you're an ambassador. Laura, you're an ambassador. Janet, you're an ambassador. Tiffany, you're an ambassador. You're not just anybody. You're not just a Christian. We are ambassadors. Now, what does it mean to be an ambassador? What does it mean to us? Why did Paul say we are ambassadors for Christ? Now, when I looked about an ambassador, this is what an ambassador is. You ready? Because when you hear that, you'll find out who you are. He's a minister, an official messenger appointed and sent by the president or king to represent him on a mission to another country. You know, when I go to different nations and you always have ambassadors. They are sent. You know, you don't choose to be an ambassador. You're appointed. You are called and appointed. You know, the ambassador of the United States to France has been picked up, appointed, chosen by President Bush. We have been chosen, appointed, picked up by God to be his representative. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are in this, we just passenger in this world to be an ambassador, to be a representative. We are on a mission to represent God himself in this place. Amen. I want you guys to stand up a little bit. Should you to go like this? I want you to go like this. If you can, touch your toes. <laughs> no <room>. <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> no room glory to God Cut your neighbor neighbors said you are an ambassador yeah you look like an ambassador hallelujah you can sit down glory to God we are ambassadors. Glory to God. As ambassadors, we are not just here on earth for just... We're not staying here for just no reason. We have a mission. We have a mission. We have been appointed directly by God himself and Jesus Christ our Lord. And given us a mission to be a direct representative in a foreign nation planet earth we have to be bold about it you know we cannot stay silent we cannot hush up we cannot think I want to offend I don't want to say anything I'll just let no we have to start speaking out we have to start to be bold about it and everywhere in the Bible, when you see people that did something for God, when things started to change, when signs and wonders happened, it was because people who knew who they were, they knew their mission, and they were bold about what they believed, and they spoke out boldly. Amen? Glory to God. You need to, we need to know we are and what we have. We are not an accident, we have been sent by God Himself, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. And an ambassador. Now, this is what is so interesting about an ambassador. When an ambassador, <coughs> ambassador is called to a foreign nation, the number one thing, thank you, that the ambassador is entrusted. With extreme and intensive authority. When the ambassador of, uh, of of the United States in France, in Cambodia, or anywhere in, in Russia, they are they are given all authority and all power. Now you know what? As ambassador of Christ, Jesus Himself said, "I have given you all authority." In Luke 10, it says, I have given to you all authority and all power. It's been given to us, all of it. Now, in Philippians 2, it says that Jesus was given a name above all name, And he gave us his name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. We have been given all authority. Well, that authority is given to us. Why? To enforce the kingdom of God. To be bold about God and his name and about Jesus and about it. That's why Paul in the book of Ephesians. This is why Paul said, I pray that your eyes may be opened. That you may know the exceeding greatness of Of his power towards. That's why we need to pray. God open my eyes. That I may know the power. That has been invested in me. That I may know that power that you have put in me. And that you have given me. All power has been given to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know I remember. I could have so many testimonies. But I remember one time in India. I was walking in a. I was walking in a village with the pastor's wife, and we had a little baby in a carriage, and all of a sudden, a dog, I mean, you could tell that dog had, ra- ra- how do you say, rabies? rabies? And that dog, I mean, there were people all around, but out of nowhere, that dog came, charged us with his teeth, and he had, I mean, you—that that that dog was de- demon-possessed, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, and he came and went right and charged at us. I mean, it didn't take me long to In Jesus name. Stop. The dog went. And left. (laughs) Glory to God. All authority has been given to us. I tell you what. It got people's attention around. Hallelujah. In all my travels. You know when I see people demon possessed. You know. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Many people. Being free. Saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You know not too long ago. You know Fred had a customer. He's a Jewish man. You know. And. We had to go. I mean we had to go and see him. Fred had to go and talk some business with him. And and I was with him. And, And that guy had a liver problem. He was yellow. As yellow as your shirt. And. He was. He had pain, and he was holding, always holding his stomach and his liver. And he told Fred. He said, "He said, I don't know how long I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make it." He's, he looked sick. He was sick and in pain. But that night, you know, Fred said, "He said, I think you should pray for him." So, you know, we asked him, and he said, "Sure." And he's a Jewish man, you know. And my first thing that crossed my mind, guess who it came from is. You can't talk about Jesus. He's a Jewish man. Customer of Fred. You don't want to offend him. You don't want to lose business. You know, all those junk that go through your mind. Hello. Am I the only one here? You know, but I went and I said, you know what? He said, let's pray for him. And we lay hands on him and prayed for him. And I said it boldly. I said, I am going to speak the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I command you to be healed. And I spoke to his body. And I spoke to him. And I spoke, this is the name of Jesus, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Who by his stripes you were healed. And you know, and, the, and then later the, 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 that guy told Fred, he said, your wife must know God. She spoke with authority. Yeah. But you know what? The next day the pain was gone. His color changed. And he says, my God has healed me. And I had to tell him, yeah, your God is Jesus, you know, (laughs) praise the Lord. And he said, I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. My God has healed me, you know, but this is, this is what it's all about. We are ambassadors and we have been given authority to display the kingdom of god to show and to to spread the goodness of god and tell people you don't have to be sick you don't have to be bound you don't have to go to hell and we have to be bold about it you're sick let me hand lay hands on you you know when i was one time in in and and there was a guy you know i knew he was not a christian and you no know, he's praying his ankle and i and i wanted and i said if you want me i'll pray for you he kind of said, well, yeah, if you want to pray, you pray. But he walked away, you know. <laughs> and I said, I'm not praying by the distance if you want. I said, and then I told him again, if you want me, I'll pray for you and God will heal you. And he kind of looked at me like, well, okay, you know, and he left. Well, but at least, yeah. you know, I let him know and I told him. You know what I'm saying? And I, this is what it's all about. We are ambassadors, you know. And, 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 and we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power and to salvation and to deliverance and to healing and to prosperity and to wholeness. How to God. We have been made appointed ambassadors. So everywhere we go, we can display the fragrance of God. Remember another time, there was a, a, young, a, a young man who, who hurt his leg, you know. And I, and, and, and I told him, I said, you want me to pray for you? I'll pray for you. He said, Okay, not really knowing what he was asking for, you know, and I went and laid hands on him and all of a sudden he said It's not hurting. I'm he said the pain is gone. You know, thank God. I had a friend next to me She said do you know Jesus? He says no Here it is Open door to share the gospel and he accepted Jesus right then you know, that's what it's about being an ambassador it's for us to be bold everywhere we are in the, market, in the job, in the marketplace, in the, in the supermarket. To go and, and smile and say, you know what? God loves you. And be a, a, an ambassador. Everywhere you go, you carry God with you. Amen. We carry God with us. Amen. Now listen to this one. That's a good one. You can, if you can turn to it, Ephesians 3. hallelujah. Ephesians 3. Verse 8 through 12. Me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all people see what is the fellowship, fellowship of the mystery Which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ Jesus. To the intent that now, now listen to this, that's good. To the intent, to what intent? To what purpose? That now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers In the heavenly places. According to the eternal purpose. Which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom we have boldness. And access with confidence. Through faith in him. As ambassadors. As the church. We have been called. To show and display. The mystery of God. The purpose of God. The power of God. To the devil and all of his demons. Hallelujah. We are ambassadors and when we walk in, Jesus walks in. And when we walk in, the power of God walks in. And when we lay hands on the sick, the Jesus lay hands on the sick. And when we speak the gospel, Jesus is speaking the gospel. We are his representative. Hallelujah. And now, an interesting thing about ambassadors not only are they given total authority and power, but they have total diplomatic immunity. The ambassadors of the United States, when he goes to Indonesia, to India, to Zimbabwe, is not ruled by the laws of that land, but he is ruled by the law of his land you know that we in the same way as ambassadors of Christ and children of God we are not subject to the laws of this do you know what the and I'm talking the law of sin and death this is the law that is ruling the world this is the law the law of sin and death the Bible says we've been redeemed from the curse we are we have total immunity glory to God We are not subject to sickness. We're not subject to the power of sin. We're not subject to the fear of death. We're not subject to poverty. Because we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Our law is different. Our law is the the law of the spirit and the law of life. I have to jump around and, and walk around the room. You know, I always remember before I went to India now listen to this this has nothing to do against i love doctors and i love medicine you know but it has nothing to do with that but i remember before i left for india people told me oh you should buy this for that and you should buy this kind of medicine and you should bring this with you and i remember going with my little car to walmart you know and putting imodium and putting this pepto-bismol and you know And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And he says, are you planning on getting sick? And I says, ooh, back to the law of the land. I'm not subject to sickness. I'm not subject subject to disease. And I am telling you the truth. Every mission trip that I ever took, I never, I drank the water. I ate the food. You know, I lived with the people. Never got sick. Never got anything. Always walked in health. And know, another time I was in India in in Bombay and I went to visit, you know, Mother Teresa's orphanage. And I remember seeing a little you know, a little baby in the crib and he was crying and he was left all alone in the side of the room, you know. And compassion, my heart went on and I went and I started to touch the baby and just pray for him and touch him. And all of a sudden, you know. Somebody kind of says, Oh, that baby is highly contagious. First thing that comes in my mind is ooh, you're gonna get it. But immediately it was like I am not subject to the law of the land. I am not subject to sickness. You know, you remember John G. Lake when they had the bubonic plague, you know, and and he kept on ministering to people, you know, and they and, and they say, What's what is up with you? You know, what is happening? And they put the foam in his hand and, you know, and put it under on the microscope. And they found out that he died at the contact of his hand. Why? Because he understood and he knew that as a citizen of God, of the kingdom of God, and as an ambassador, he was not subject to the law of sin and sickness. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are ambassadors for Christ. You know? And at the time, I was doing a crusade, and then there is like, I mean, hundreds and thousands of people around, you know, wanting to touch you. And there's that woman, I mean, she's got, you know, bandages all around her legs and pass and all exposed, and she wants me to pray for her. And I'm going, my first reaction, and I go and I lay my hands on her, and I pray for her, and all of a sudden I realize she's a leper. I mean, you know what went through my mind? And the fear that was, oh my gosh. I can't. But immediately, I had to replace that thought by No, I am not subject to the law of this land and sin and sickness. I am an ambassador for Christ, and I go on a mission to represent God. How oh, glory to God! And you know what I'm saying? That's just, That's the bonus we, we we I I want to have. I want to have more of that. When I walk, what I do, just to have that boldness, not being afraid to lay hands on the sick, not being afraid to speak the word in truth, not being afraid to preach the gospel. You know, somebody says, oh, don't be preaching. Don't be preaching to people. Don't be preaching. I said, I'm sorry. That's what I've been called to do, to preach Jesus unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Mark 16 says, if we drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt us. You know, we are immune. We have total diplomatic heavenly immunity. So when the thought comes and when the devil comes and said, you're going to die or you're going to get sick or you put a stop, said, no. I am an ambassador. I have diploma. subject to the law of this land, which is the law of sin and death. Amen. Glory to God. Oh Jesus! Another thing about ambassadors, you know, there's something. You know, when I lived in Albania, I saw that the, the the ambassadors they had. Uh, you know, we never had water. We always struggled with electricity, but they had no problem. They live like like on a city on a hill, you know. Always water, always electricity, and they lived good. And I guarantee you, the ambassador is not afraid. How you know he's gonna make the the, the, the the he's gonna pay his bills. You know why? Because the ambassador is backed up by the by the wealth of his country. And you know what? As ambassadors, we have not we we don't need to have fear of poverty. We don't have to worry about. How will we pay our bills? You know what? Because my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. We are not subject to poverty. Our Father, the universe, is backing us up with anything we need. Amen? Glory to God. And another thing about an ambassador, he's got a direct hotline with the president. The ambassador doesn't need to go through the, you know, what do you call that? The board lady, you know, the switchboard operator. (laughs) I'm sorry, we have a crisis here in Cambodia. Could I talk to the president? Uh Uh-uh. He's got a direct line, a phone, a red phone. And he calls directly and has access directly to the president. Do you know that we can come boldly before the throne of God to ask for grace and strength in time of need? We have, direct, we have a hotline to God. Glory to God. But the last thing is an ambassador doesn't do anything apart from the president. Him and the president, they are one. You will not find an ambassador doing his own thing. Everything he does, he thinks, what does the president want to do? What would the president say? How would the president act? An ambassador is gracious. Very diplomatic, but he's bold. I'm saying, in the same way because we are ambassador, our heart is, what would he say? How would he act? Because we are, and you are, and I am, a perfect representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been sent on a mission to reinforce his kingdom and of his love to a dying world out there. And you know, really the truth is, why don't we see most signs and wonders? I think because, I'm, you know, not long ago, I'm talking about just a week, what was it, a week or so ago? You know, and I'm going to close with this. You know, it, it is just to show you how, you know, sometimes we're just afraid to be bold. I mean, that's kind of like a, a, a weird statement. You know, but um, a week and, uh, and a half ago, you know, Fred and I are building a house and we needed to, you know, we needed to pour concrete. And there is a real high shortage of concrete in Jacksonville. And so here we needed to do the fund, prepare the foundation so that the inspector can come and, you know, pass inspection. And then we can, you know, pour the concrete and everything. And we had to order the concrete way in advance. Well, we had a few challenges, Number one, they were predicting rain for the whole week, heavy rain. You cannot pour concrete when you have rain. Number two, you cannot work when you have heavy rain. And so that morning, I prayed. You know, I said, okay, God, we've got the, we have ordered the concrete. If we don't order, if we don't pour the concrete, then we have to wait another month. So I said, okay, God, I'm asking you this morning that we will finish the foundation, that it's not going to rain for four days until Tuesday, that was Friday it's not going to rain until Tuesday and I'm going to ask you that we're going to finish all the work and we're going to pass our inspection and so here we, you know, we're starting that morning, we have like a bunch of guys working and I'm helping, you can see me in my work clothes helping, doing the foundation you know, and we're trying to get it done and all of a sudden it starts raining, yeah and you have to pre-treat with chemicals and if it rains, it washes everything out it starts to rain. And so I hear the guys going, Well, forget about it. We better wrap it up. And I says, Oh no. I said, I pray that it would not rain until Tuesday and it will not rain. In Jesus' name. Rain, you stop. I mean the guy are kind of looking at me like I said, You it's not gonna rain. I said, I pray that it will not rain until Tuesday, and it will not rain. My God is a big God. So they kind of look at me and all of a sudden the, the, the skies were like black, you know. And the interesting thing is that it rained further down the road, it did not rain on our property. And then all of a sudden I get a phone, we get a phone call from a secretary and she goes, uh, and everybody can hear because it's on radio, right? She said, Hey Fred, I just checked and the inspector already, you know, inspected like 13 or 14 houses and he's on his way to your house and he failed everybody except one, one person. Now the catch on that is we weren't even halfway done with what we needed to do before the inspector could come and pass. And so we hear the guys, well, I guess we better pack it up. This is over. It's not gonna happen today. I said, "Oh no!" I said, "I pray that we would have favor. I pray that we would pass." I said, "With my," and I declared, "I was," I said, "With my God, nothing is impossible with God." I serve a big God, and my well, I don't care if it, what He has to do, but I believe my God is a big God, and with Him, nothing is impossible. Well, as I finished speaking. Here's the inspector pulling in. And so all the guy kind of looking at me like here she goes again, we'll see what happens. <laughs> kind of smirking and laughing a little bit like haha, uh-huh. we'll see now who's got the you know, who's got the last word here. And so I just keep on working and I keep on saying, My thank you, God. I prayed, I received, I thank you, Lord, that. You know, I have favor, it will pass. I don't, you know, and I'm saying, thank you, I received. And then the inspector comes and starts talking with Fred, and then I go and I talk with him a little bit. Well, to make a long story short, we weren't even halfway done. And the inspector says, well, I don't know, I guess I trust you guys, I'm just going to pass. He gave us and passed the inspection. He said, he says, you know, it's raining right Yeah, and he says, oh, you know, it's pouring down rain two blocks down the road here. And so the kind of guy, the guys, didn't say a word. <laughs> but here I am. We'll see you you know? And, but God taught me an incredible lesson, and it had to do in the same thing with this, the, 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 the first testimony that I shared about being bold about sharing the gospel is when we choose when we become bold about our conviction and become bold about who we are and who God is and what, you know, is given us and what we can do in Him. Guess what? It's giving God something to work with. You know? And it taught me, you know, it's not a matter of God, you know, doing it because God is looking to and for to show who He can show Himself strong to. It's a matter of us being bold enough to step out, to put ourselves on the line, not to be afraid to look like a, a looney tuny, not to be afraid of what people are going to say or think, but says, you know what? I serve a big God, and I'm going to dare believe God for this. And I'm going to dare believe God that your cancer is going to go. And I'm going to dare. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Why? Because we have been appointed ambassadors. That's our privilege. That's our responsibility. That's our duty. God says, you know what? I trust you enough. You're my kid. Everything I am, I'm putting it in you. Everything I have, I'm putting it in you. Everything I can do, you can do. So you go and do it. So I have decided and purposed in my heart that I will not bow down. You know, because oftentimes we unconsciously and unknowingly, we bow down to that spirit of intimidation. We just kind of mold ourselves to what's happening around. We're not going to say anything. We're not going to do anything. We just We should step, you know, stand up and be bold about what? God has given us, and, and, and the message is, is told. This is what I want to pray. I purposed in my heart that I was going to be bold. You know, I'm going to confess something. When I, just got, when I was just saved, and for the first, you know, I was so bold. I would be walking, and i see somebody at the gas station. I'd go and knock on their window and say, Hey, do you know if you were to die tomorrow where you would go? And they would look at me, No. And I would lead them to the Lord right there. Or I'd be in a hot tub, and I'd go and lead people to the Lord. Or I'd be walking, you know, on the beach and I would see somebody and the Holy Ghost would say, go and talk to them. And I'd, and I'd be so bold. But, you know, I look back and as time went back, I kind of in a little. And I said, no. I mean, I had a wake-up call. And all of a sudden I realized, you know what? If I want to see the signs and wonders, if I want to see, you know, the blind eyes open and the deaf, you know, here and the crippled walk. If I have... If I want to see what I have not seen before, I have to do what I have not done before. And so I purposed in my heart that I was not going to bow down to intimidation. And I was going to stand up and be bold. And you know the disciple, that's what they prayed time and again. Paul, that's what he prayed time and again. That with all boldness, he may speak the word that with all boldness that God would grant them boldness to speak the word so this is what i want to do tonight any one of you tonight if you say you know what just put me in that package i want to ask god to give me boldness because i want you know to to i want to be what god has called me to be an ambassador if this is you i just want to ra- you to raise your hand and we're just going to pray uh, Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know, you might say, well, this is not just me. I'm kind of, you know, kind of a little quiet and timid and shy. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I could not stand in front of people. You'd ask me to stand up and I'd go, pa you know, and I was like, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to offend anybody, you know. That's who I was. But you know what? When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, something happened to me. I was ruined forever. (laughs) You know? But I want to go back to this. You know? I had to repent to God and say, You know, God, forgive me. Forgive me, you know, for just, you know, blending in. You know, I want to go back. to And you know, now, let, this is interesting. You know, in, in, in the Revelation, when it talks about um, Jesus talks to the different churches and he talks to the church of Ephesus and he says, I have one thing against you as you have lost your first love. And then right after that, he says, now start doing the first work. You know the church of Ephesus, you know, who that was that was the church in Asia. That uh, when Paul created the school of Tyrannus. And he says that all all of Asia heard the gospel. Which tells me that the people is their fo- first works. They loved God so much they couldn't help but go and tell everyone and laid hands on the sick and shared the gospel and they were bold about it. All of Asia heard the gospel and Jesus said, Go and start the first, first work. what? What we do, what we share, is not out of works, it's just out of love, because we love God so much we can help but tell people about it. We can help but go and lay hands on the sick. Amen. And sometimes all we need is a little prayer to say, "God, just grant me boldness." I'm the timid, the shy type. I don't speak out. I don't like to, you know, ruffle feathers. But God, just grant me boldness that I may be that ambassador that you want me to be. Amen. So let's just, let's just close our eyes. And I want you to just pray from your heart and just repeat after me. Amen. And maybe you just want to raise your hand to heaven. Just say, God, you know, here I am. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you that you have filled me with the Holy Ghost. But today I understand my responsibility and my duty. I ask you, Father, to grant me boldness. That I may speak your word boldly. And make known the mystery of your gospel, of your good news. Father, I thank you and I ask you, Holy Ghost, to open my eyes, give me revelation, that I may know who I am as an ambassador, that I may understand my authority, that I may understand all that you have invested in me and on me. Holy Ghost, thank you that I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I will not keep silent but I will preach Jesus to people around me. I will be bold about it. I will tell people about how God heals. I will lay hands on the sick. Father, I thank you for showing me people who want to hear and need to hear from you. I have a direct line with you. And thank you for showing me who you want me to talk to and who you want me to lay hands on. I would be sensitive to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. For more information on GoTel Ministry, our teaching, our itinerary, and to discover the many testimonies of those who have been touched and healed by the power of God, you may visit our website at www.goTelMinistry.org and remember that Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance.